Glasses filled with bubbly. The dishwashers, Grizzled Joe and his baby-faced sidekick, Carlos, passed out forks. Colleen danced around with the champagne. To Nikki, she finally said. And everyone there, from the bartender to the waitstaff to her favorite prep cook, who must have made a return trip just for the occasion, echoed the words. Their glasses held high. The enthusiastic goodwill surprised Nikki all over again. She'd inherited her keep-your-distance DNA from her dad, so she didn't get too friendly with people, not even co-workers. In the convivial atmosphere, though, Nikki did okay through the next few minutes, sipping at the champagne she hoped would work like ibuprofen. Then Colleen asked her about her future plans. Do you have your next chef job lined up? You said you had prospects. It took a moment for Nikki to clear her throat of her latest swallow and her sudden awkwardness. Not, um, yet. I'm still, uh, sifting through those prospects. I have a friend. What about? Why not? The room filled with suggestions. Wearing a polite smile, Nikki listened to each of them. Her excuse for leaving Flemings was creative burnout, so their ideas ran the gamut from Japanese to Egyptian to a place that touted a Swiss-Argentinian fusion cuisine. That last gave her pause. Swiss-Argentinian fusion cuisine. What would that be, exactly? Reuben sandwiches? After the cake and champagne were consumed, the well-wishers walked her out to her car. She was forced to smooth her gait as she headed across the blacktop, pretending for the crowd she had two completely functional legs. She'd never wanted pity, or worse, the inevitable questions. Why not see a surgeon? Surely some doctor could. There were reasons that wasn't going to happen. Once home, in the smallest rented condo Santa Monica had to offer, she called out, Fish! I'm back! Then limped about to gather a 32-ounce bag of frozen baby peas and a week's worth of unopened mail. With a sigh of relief, she perched on the recliner in the living room, setting the envelopes on the small table bearing a lamp, her answering machine, and the goldfish bowl. Nikki switched on the light to cheer the early a.m. gloom, then tapped the aquarium with her fingertip. How you doing, fish? In seconds, she'd popped off her cooking clogs and shimmied out of her black-and-white baggy chef's pants. Sucking in a breath, she stared at her knee. Swollen to the circumference of a summer melon, it throbbed with each one of her heartbeats. She slapped the bag of frozen peas on it, then pushed back on the chair to elevate the aching joint. I'll take the anti-inflammatories before bed, fish, she said, glancing over at her finned roommate. Her eye caught on the top envelope in the pile of mail. Her name was written in a beautiful hand, and the return address was Malibu, California, the famous seaside enclave just over the Santa Monica Mountains. Curious, she picked it up. Leaving the hectic, ever-active restaurant business had become a necessity, thanks to her injury, but doing something else besides cooking, well, 
She wasn't trained for anything else besides cooking. With a wonky knee and a decidedly private personality, she'd hit on the idea of working in a home kitchen where her workspace and her contact with others would be limited. So she'd advertised in L.A. area neighborhoods where households might be interested in a private chef. Bel Air, Beverly Hills, Malibu. Nothing had come of it. Until now? Her pulse quickened as she tore open the seal, and then it slid back to a slow thud. This piece of mail wasn't what she needed. It was an advertisement. Granted, a beautiful advertisement for a yarn shop, address on the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu. Join us each Tuesday for Knitter's Night at Malibu and You. Make a connection. Make something beautiful. Friends, can